Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been told to give optimism today, and I'm going to. Big Sills, National Football Show. Guys, I will tell you this, man. A lot of fun doing the middle with Barrett Brooks. We have really a ton of fun, and I appreciate everybody that comes aboard there. We do a little bit different here. Hit the like button. We go back and forth, you and me. I haven't said that in a little bit. You know, you guys have had difference of opinions on me. And by the way, I'm still learning the way you go about an NFL draft. It's very unconventional, okay? It is. It's very unconventional. And, and, and also, by the way, if you go to my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, you, you see the haters. Look, man, it's just a conversation. It doesn't mean anything's going to be put and cement or poured in cement here when talks about getting your football team better. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to have a good football season. Always remember that. Okay? I'm trying to have a good year. I'm trying to get the football team better. I'm trying to get the football team to take advantage of the moment. I want to throw this at you right away, too, just to show you where the Philadelphia Eagles are right now. Do you know that we're going to go into the April draft? There are going to be eight NFL football teams without first-round picks. Let me underscore that for you again. Eight National Football League teams are not going to have first-round picks, and the Eagles have three. You want optimism? There is a stake full of optimism. Three ones, eight teams don't have a one. It is unprecedented to see that. You know, in the last seven days, I can't believe what I've watched the NFL go through. Do you guys remember Aaron Rodgers signed a $200 million contract? 150 of it guaranteed? That's like page 10 now. That's, that's page 10. Man, is that crazy. Look, guys, I know the big story of the day is Tyree Kill going to the Miami Dolphins for all those draft choices. And he was never going to ever think about going to Philadelphia because you know why? Jalen Hurts has not proven he is a franchise quarterback. And I'm going to tell you why it actually makes sense for Kansas City to get rid of Tyree Kill. Okay? And why Miami was a perfect scenario for him. 
What is the one thing that we have seen with that quarterback in Miami? He's a dink and dunker. He's a dink and dunker. He's a dink and dunker. That's the one problem they had in Kansas City last year. Dink and dunk. What does Tyree Hill do best? This guy is a football player that wants to get his targets, and they want to go deep with him. Kansas City's not doing that anymore. Dink and dunk. Dink and dunk. You know what Kansas City realized? They can win without him because they did at the second half of the season last year. And at the end of the day, guys, since that Super Bowl win, okay, when you take the top off and that allow that guy to get deep, Tyreek Hill ain't going to beat you. The Chiefs went like this. He don't fit anymore. They're going to go to the tight end, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Okay? I'm not paying that kind of money for a guy that I can dink and dunk with, get the same results with. Miami, you put the money in there. Give me the draft choices. Kansas City, are they a lesser team? By the way, they're also getting rid of Honey Badger. Think of how they went from the first team in the AFC West to the last team in the AFC West in seven days. That's how small the margin was. That's how small the margin is in the AFC. They went from the best team in the AFC West to the fourth best team in seven days. Seven days. You can't lose that kind of production. But they weren't going to pay it either. They were not going to pay. They were not going to pay for it. Okay? They were not going to pay for it. By the way, yes, Kansas City has Mahomes. But what has been the one common denominator when it comes to these high-priced quarterbacks? You can't keep a roster together for more than one year. You can't. Devontae Adams. Rodgers gets 50 million out. Dak gets 42 million. Mari Cooper out. Now you're seeing here Tyreek Kill, Patrick Mahomes. His escalator kicks in now. 48 million out. Can't do it, folks. You will not keep a roster together paying that kind of money to a quarterback. Watch this. Rodgers, Kansas City, okay? Rodgers and Kansas City and Dallas will not win a Super Bowl while those quarterbacks are still under contract with those teams for the deal they're making. No way. No way. By the way, whatever happened to this Chiefs dynasty? I don't know, man. Seattle kind of did the same thing. Went to two Super Bowls. Was kind of the same deal. It was the dynasty that never will be because of the money that Patrick Mahomes got. That's not a dynasty. Four straight AFC championship games. Hell of a comment. You think it was a dynasty in Philadelphia what Andy Reid did? How many champ- Super Bowls did he get to? One? Dude, you got to pull the curtain down eventually to win it.
Look how fast that window in Kansas City has closed. You think you're keeping Chris Thomas next year? Or Chris Jones, excuse me? The guy they're paying $20 million to? Out. Man, you got to have a bunch of dudes on your team that don't make a lot of money, or your quarterback's got to take haircuts. Xander's showing me the salary cap hits. Haas, we're talking as an average, 45 million bucks against the cap every year that Mahomes' new contract kicks in. How are you going to maneuver around that? How are you going to add components and pieces to your team? Howie is smart in this way. You want optimism? I got it for you here. You ready? He's able to build the roster because the cap is sound. The cap is sound in Philadelphia. Howie's biggest problem that he had with the Deshaun Watson deal, it would have upset future deals, future transactions. Did they get the shiny guy they wanted? No. Did they get the big-time wide receiver? No. Howie wants to be calculated. It's okay to be calculated. That's how Brady won seven Super Bowls. Being calculated. You know, Xander said yesterday to me, he goes, Sills, you know, you got to understand the draft process in Philadelphia. He's right. See, Howie's background, I did some research. Howie's background is a capologist. Howie is already, okay, he's already in the 2026 season. And Howie's looking at this team. Okay? Dolphins clearly overpaid for this guy. But maybe in three years, Chris Greer, the general manager, will look at Stephen Ross and go, we got the guy on a deal because the cap's going to keep escalating. Okay? You got Waddle and what's his name? Hill at the other side. You had a nice addition with the tackle from the Saints. You're adding components. There's no question now. Two is on the hot seat. Kid, it's either you or it's not. It's either you or not. As a matter of fact, okay, if Baker Mayfield gets cut, they will be a boatload of teams. Steelers have already made it very clear. If he gets released, They'll be the first team in line. They're not paying them $18 million, though. That's what nobody nobody wants to put that under books right now because everyone's setting their cap. Okay? Yeah. Smile says Baker's still available. Not at $18 million, he ain't. Nobody's taking on $18 million to go, I don't know. I'll take him on. At five, I'm good with that. It's no big cap hit. So I I say this to you. Hill was, you know, and everyone this morning when we were getting the news and I was on with Barrett, hey, that'd be a perfect fit on the other side of Devontae Smith. Folks, can I make a point to you on something? Devontae Smith doesn't even fit your football team. He's a horrible blocker. He's a really good route runner. He's a hardworking guy, but he's not physical. What would make you think a guy who fits that profile and Tyree Kill, why would you want another guy on the other side of him that if you're going to build a running attack football team under the style of Jalen Hurts, 
Why would you want to have two cream puffs who don't block in the run game or better yet, don't care to? Why would you even, you're not thinking about how the team's being constructed right now. You got wide receivers that are cream puffs in the blocking game. They're not going to throw their bucket in there and block for Miles Sanders. These guys are looking, hey, that's a business decision too. You think Tyree Kill's going to sit back and Tyree Kill's going to go like this? Watch this. Yeah, man, let me throw myself in front of that guy there, that free or strong safety, to get the guy going in the run game. Come on, man. That's not what that guy does. Andy Reid and management Kansas City went, we can win without this guy. Funny thing is, I think Kansas City's a lesser team now. You look at Dallas and Kansas City. Folks, man, you lose Honey Badger, and now you lose this dude. Those two guys could be the difference between you finishing first or last in the AFC West. The Chargers are loaded. The Raiders are elevated. Denver's got two pass rushers now. Okay? You you better bring your lunch pail when you're playing those other teams in the division. So now to roll it back to Howie. Howie's not going to upset the plan they're on. My only problem with Howie, though, is he said that the Eagles need to gamble. I'm trying to figure out what that gamble is. Is it a quarterback in the draft? Is it going back in and getting a wideout? Which, by the way, folks, I got to tell you guys this, man. The Philadelphia Eagles stink at drafting wideouts. And by the way, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Does, does anybody point this out? Does anybody point this out that the Eagles can't draft wideouts? I mean, Jeremy Macklin is your claim to fame since this owner has owned a team in 1995. Jeremy Macklin. Who really, okay, was just another guy. He's a good player. Man, no, that's not true, Dan. I think the Eagles do a great job of drafting old linemen. By the way, to me, that's more essential nowadays than really any other position is getting the right guys up front. I think it's just as hard to build an old line as it is to build a quarterback up because you got to find five of those guys and you got to fit them in a cap and you got to develop them. That's hard, man. The Eagles have done a nice job of that. But they keep doing this. Let's go back over to the Y or the Z, and they try to keep getting that position right. You know, Howie's, here's why Howie's not wrong, though. In my lifetime, folks, I never thought I would ever say this. The wide receiver position in the NFL today, in today's NFL, is more valuable than a running back. And that's why they're paid the way they are. It's incredible. And you know what? 
Can you guys name me big time running backs that are coming out of college over the last 20 years outside of Derrick Henry? I mean, right? We don't any longer see the Adrian Petersons, the Barry Sanders, the Emmett Smiths. There's not a collection of those guys anymore. You know what they're doing? They're now going, those players are now playing the wideout position. Yeah, you didn't draft Carl T.O. You've never developed a wideout. Not going to play Trivial Pursuit here. T.O. was brought in. Okay? Najee Harris, Ernest, okay? Thousand yards. Do you know what a thousand yards is, Ernest, today? That's 60 yards rushing a game. Do you think 60 yards in offense? Okay? 60 yards in offense is production. Are you going to pay $20 million for a guy that runs the balls for 60 yards a game? Or are you going to pay a wide receiver $18 million because he gets you 113 yards in total offense and 10 catches and he gets you two touchdowns a game? Are you going to go? There's... The league is set up for that. Yeah, Matt, Zeke's out of gas. Le'Veon Bill doesn't have a job. All those guys that you just said. Maniac, am I am I hollering? Oh, it's just me being Italian because I'm excited. Yeah, you guys are naming me running backs from 35 years ago. But funny, isn't it? I can name you wideouts who are littering the league right now. There's a reason why the red zone blows up because the wideouts in this game, okay? The wideouts in this game. Barkley went th- third overall, and guess what? He's a nothing in the NFL. Congratulations, third overall. What did he get you? Zero. Oh, he's been hurt, Sales. Really? Well, that's part of it too, man, when you're evaluating somebody. Okay? Saquon Barkley went third. Tell me something. Xander, go into that draft and do me a favor. Who was the first wide receiver drafted in that draft right after Saquon Barkley? Tell me who that was. Okay? Tell me who he – I said since 1995, Daz. Chris Carter was owned by – uh, Norman Brayman. <laughs> okay, DJ Moore, 24th overall. I bet he's had more production in the NFL than what Barkley's had. Barkley can't stay healthy. Looks good in a pair of shorts. Okay, looks good in a pair of shorts. Calvin Ridley had a 1,400-yard year, went 26th. Oh, and the Eagles tried trading for him. Saquon Barkley, you think you get a first-rounder for him right now? As often injured as he is? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, let me get Barkley. Really? Yeah, I want a one. Good luck. Good luck. Who's going to give you a one today for a running back? Oh, excuse me. Barkley was the second overall. What a wasted pick by the Giants. Completely wasted pick. 
completely. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, Fred, right? What a great back out of Stanford. Couldn't get a first rounder for that guy. And he's the, you know, he's the highest paid running back in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. And he's missed the last two years. So you got Barkley and him who have been your high profile guys over the last five years. And get this, they're never healthy. The wide receiver position has become a premium. I got to think that's why Howie is looking at that position now. Okay? Tomlinson. Bro, that's 22 years ago. That's 22 years ago. Okay? You guys are bringing up guys from 22 years, 30 years ago. And guys who were hurt. The most productive, by the way, Derrick Henry, who is my favorite player in the league. He is. I, I don't know if I've ever said that to you. Derrick Henry's my favorite player in the league. Okay? Derrick Henry missed nine games last year. When does Derrick Henry's tread start coming off? These wide receivers can play longer. Melvin Gordon's a bum. 16th pick overall, really. Okay, anyway, you have to make it so that without a doubt here, this is a place for wide receivers to want to come and play. I say this to you, and this is what I don't get too sometimes. Guys, don't you, don't you want Jalen to get the best and be the best? Don't you guys want him? Don't you guys want to, like, have him be his best? Why do you want – nothing in life is given to you for free. You know, I, I, I made a suggestion today that the Eagles should bring in some competition. Hell, Gardner Mitchell would give him competition if given it fairly, but it won't be because you know why? The system that they're building, that's why Garoppolo fits it perfectly. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't run with the ball in San Francisco. You know, when you're – They have one of the best running games in the NFL, but he's not involved in it. Okay? Garoppolo wins ball games throwing the ball. And whatever you, you know, anytime you see someone say that Jimmy Garoppolo is garbage, his comment doesn't match up reality because you're only gauged as a starting quarterback by your one loss record, not by how many freaking touchdowns you throw. That's the biggest mistake you make. Well, this guy throws Dan Marino through for 30 touchdowns every year. And guess what? Got the one AFC championship game. Went to one Super Bowl. You can have all the records you want. But those are fleeting. Records in the NFL are fleeting. Rings aren't. They're lasting. When you win a championship, people are not going to remember what Tom Brady's passing numbers are. They're going to remember one important thing. Same thing with Michael Jordan. You know what that is? Six championships. Does anybody know off the top of their head how many points? I happen to know because I'm a nerd. How many points did Jordan score a night? There's only one other guy that averaged the same amount of points per game. You know who that is? It's Wilt. 
Jordan and Wilt averaged 31 points a game for their career. But Jordan's not gauged on that stat. Jordan's gauged on the six titles and the six finals MVPs. Bring some competition in. There's nothing wrong with that. If Joe Montana had Steve Young pushing him, you're telling me you have a problem, and someone goes, oh, so he's just hating again on Hurts. Not hating on Hurts. San Francisco, they brought in Trey Lance to push Jimmy G. Jordan Love was brought in to Green Bay to get the handoff from Aaron Rodgers. What are you talking about here? I mean, I want the best, so I want competition, but nobody wants to see that. They want Jalen to have the position, have everything set up like it's a pro day, and everyone go, go ahead, Jalen, it's your job. You know, Jalen Hurts is the only player not drafted in the first round that the job was handed to him. You know, Mitchell Jabriskie's not been, not been promised the job in Pittsburgh. Drew Luck's not been promised that job in Seattle. But Jalen's been promised the job in Philadelphia. Seriously, I mean, think about that. It's the only, it's the only place in the NFL where you have a football. Zach Wilson, okay, has to, he's a first rounder. Hey, man, go ahead. The Hey, the black line thinks he beat out Carson Wentz. That's a lie. He didn't beat him out. I pray to God, the black line, that you see 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions from Jalen Hurts this coming year. I pray you see that. I don't think he'll ever achieve that, but I pray you do. Okay? I pray you do. Hey, there you go. Kit. Wentz beat himself out. That's exactly what, that's right, Matt. That's exactly right. Wentz was his own demise. Wasn't anything Jalen did. And you see, he's trying to change the narrative of how the historical line of progression went. That's not true. Okay? Want to put money on it. Who has a better year? Jalen Hurts had 4,000, I mean, here, Carson Wentz had 4,000 passing yards, 4,500 passing yards in Philadelphia without a 1,000-yard wide receiver. Okay. I'll, hey, that's a good point because I brought this up earlier. Let's say this to you guys. I say Jalen Hurts, for us to be in a position where we think he's the future of the team, would we not think this? Is this fair? Tell me if you think it's wrong. Hey, and by the way, I'm going to write this down. This is going to be, what are our expectations? Give me your, what are your expectations? For Jalen Hurts, and by the way, Barrett today said he expects a better version of Jalen Hurts.
passing yards. What would be fair? Let's be fair, because you know what? I don't want to do something here where someone accuses me of hating. I'm going to make it, okay? I'm going to make it democratic here. I'm going to make it democratic. Something I traditionally don't do. But I'm going to make this democratic so you can't go off the air today and go, Cilio hates hurts. Okay? Let's do this. What would be fair in a 17 game? And by the way, let's start here the most important thing. Games played. He missed one last year, and one was because they sat his ass at the end. So it's not fair to say two. He missed one. How many games are we expecting him to play this year? What would be fair? How many games? Personally, I think he should play all of them. Personally, I think he should play all of them, but let's say what? 16 minimum. How about passing yards? What is fair? I saw somebody throw up 3,800. I want to see that. 3,800 divided by 16 is 236.5. Someone says 3,600 divided by 16. That's 225 yards a game. I think you need to get a little higher, guys. You need to get a little higher than 225 yards a game. We need to up this. I'm not going to sit here and go 25, 220 yards a game and think you're going to win a division. 30? Okay, look at this. Devontae Eagle Packer. What's, look what he has. 3117 divided by 16. He thinks 194 yards a game is going to win you a division. Yeah, it'll win you the Sun Belt Conference. Come on, guy. Oh, wait, Daryl. 4,500 divided by 16. That's 281. Is that too high? It's 281 point personally. I think you're still in the middle of the pack round 15 or 16 with that. 281 yards a game. Are we good with that? It's 4,500. Think about that. He's got to go from 3,100 passing yards to 4,500 passing yards in one season. Okay? Rob says 290 a game. 290 times 16. Wait a minute, Hoss. That's 4,640 yards. You think Jalen Hurts is going to throw for nearly 5,000 yards after coming off a 3,100-yard season? Got to be better, guys. That's way too high. He ain't doing that. No, 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 no. The rushing doesn't matter. The rushing doesn't matter. Passing. You Wait a minute. You guys want to have big-time wide receivers come to Philadelphia? 
You can't have a 194-yard passing game and think you're going to land Tyree Kill. Come on now. I'm showing you that. Look at the level of jump you're talking here. Carr, you think Jalen Hurts is Derek Carr? Okay. Yeah. And and because they overpaid him. The Eagles were never going to overpay him. Remember something. Tyreek Hill got the richest contract in wide receiver history in the NFL. Sills ain't moving no goalpost. What do you think is a fair? No, no, no. The black line says I'm moving the goalposts. No, I never said that. I haven't got to the rushing stats because I think the rushing stats and your 40 yards doesn't matter on a quarterback, dude. You think Tom Brady runs a 4-8? <laughs> Peyton Manning? Joe Burrow? Give me a break. The elite, Dick Matthew Stafford runs a 5-2? <laughs> okay. Hey, tell me what passing yards. Passing yards. Okay, passing yards. Here's what Xander says. 4,030 touchdowns at least. What do you think of Xander's? Let's see. 4,000. Guys, I'm I'm playing along with you here. 4,000 divided by 16 is 250 yards a game. It's 250 yards a game. Let's say 4,000. Because I am I think he can make that leap. That's a 900-yard increase from a year ago. That's within reason. That's within... I said 16 games minimum. You might sit them. I'm saying let's have him... I'm doing it over 16 that he'll miss probably a game somewhere. 3,400 passing yards, the black line. Let's take a look at that. Divided by 16. 212 yards. He ain't winning anything with that. Okay. How many touchdowns? Xander says 25. What would be... Good on touchdowns. Oh, excuse me. He said 30. So that would increase 14. Xander thinks he... Xander... No, actually, it's not what he thinks he can do. It's what he should be doing. So let's make sure we preface this. This is what he should be doing. Xander's expecting a 14... Passing touchdown increase in his second season. From 16. Okay, 25, 30, 29. Chris says 27. Look at everyone trying to add the rushing in. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. 
Eagles are not winning a Super Bowl with Hurts. Hawk, I'm not saying that yet. 44 touchdowns. Maniac, I love you, man. That's why you have the handle, Maniac. 007 says 35. Man, that's quite an increase, dog. Russell Wilson had 25. Russell Wilson was injured last year and missed almost six games. Okay? Everyone's like Russell Wilson. This guy missed like two months, three months, didn't he? We won. I'm not talking about Nick Foles, dude. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts here. Talk about moving goalpost. Let's see here. How about it's 30 fair? 30. That's a 14 touchdown increase. Rushing yards. Let's get to that stupid stat. It doesn't matter with the great quarterbacks. Just doesn't matter. It's not really a quarterback stat. I mean, Lamar Jackson had 1,100 yards rushing one year. Got in the MVP regular season. Fantastic. Won a boatload of games. Got into the playoffs. Got bumped. And has gone downhill ever since that MVP season. Steve, Steve, I'm I'm trying to, Steve, am I crazy with the 30? Do I think he could do 30? No way. But you guys think it's 30. Fred said 600 rushing yards. Carl, 550. Okay. Let's take a look at that. 550, Carl. I'm more in that round. Let's go here with that. 550 divided by 16. Okay. 34 yards a game. Watch this. Okay. 34 yards a game on top of 250 yards passing. You got a guy roughly around 290 yards of total offense every game. You don't think 290 yards of total offense is good? I happen to think it's really good. Okay. 290 yards with a 4,000 yard passer. Let me just put it to you this way. If Jalen Hurts puts these numbers up, he'll be in the conversation for the most valuable player. 4,000 passing yards. He'll be considered a franchise quarterback. You see, I think what you guys are not understanding, you have an elite quarterback. You don't have a franchise. These numbers make him franchise. All the guys who are getting the big deals – All the guys and the young guys you're seeing, like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, those guys, they're already being labeled franchise quarterbacks. Why do you think they're re-upping Mike Williams, where the Chargers are? Why do you think that the Bengals went out and spent as much money as they possibly did in free agency when it came to O-linemen because of Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow gives them affordability because guess why? Joe Burrow's on a rookie deal, but Jalen Hurts is on a rookie deal, but he ain't that guy in Cincinnati. So here's what we have here. 
16 games, 4,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, 550 yards rushing. That's what we're, that's our expectations this year, correct? That would be a 900 yard, almost a thousand yard increase in passing yards. Is that unrealistic? Here, let's take a look at that, for instance, here. Okay, you know what we're asking him to do? Here's what we're asking him to do. I know I'm laning it. Hello, Mrs. Brooks, how are you? I love your kid. Oh, I love you. You guys are only asking Jalen Hurts to increase his passing stats 62.5 yards a game. Is, is, is that cool? Here, let's see what he did last year. Guys, I want to be fair in our expectations because I don't want anyone to call me a hater over here. Okay, 3115 divided by 16. Hurts threw for 194 last year. All we're asking him to do is improve 60 yards to put him at 250 yards in passing per game over 16 games. Is that okay? Is everyone all right with that? Is, is that okay? Okay? We're good. <laughs> so, here's our expectations this year, Jalen Hurts. Are we adding drops? We don't add drops to any other franchise guy. I thought we, wait a minute, wait. Are we looking for elite or are we looking for franchise here? Drops? <laughs> I'm looking for bona fide stats. Steve says so many, you got to be uh, kidding me. He got so many yards and garbage time. 40% of Hertz's passing yards were in empty calorie time. Drops. Who in the world brings drops up? Counting drop. Chalk it up sports. This is the stuff that Xander told me about the 10%. Do you know what? Can I tell you guys, counting drops. Do you know what that is? That's code for excuses. It's code for making excuses for the kid. I, hey, I want him to get these stats. I want him to. I'm rooting for him. On my honor, on my daughter. I am rooting for Jalen Hurts to get these statistics here. I am rooting for him to do this. I, am, I, I don't root against professional football players to fail. I do not. As a matter of fact, I really don't root for anyone to fail. I'm rooting for him. I want him to get these. I want his story to fulfill a prophecy that he sees and his family sees. Don't ever say that I, I root for someone to fail. I am not that guy. Am I cheering for Baker? 
I'm not cheering for Baker, but I don't fa- I don't I don't root for his demise. Baker is his own. You know what, Smiles? Funny you should say that. You know what aggravates me about Baker? Can I tell you guys what aggravates me the most about Baker Mayfield? You know what aggravates me the most? I see my failure. Woe is me. Coaches suck. Bucks suck. Everything was not like Miami. Every excuse on the planet. And one of the worst and one of the most lost opportunities in my time was my professional football career. I let it slip away. I wasn't kicked off the Bucks or released from the Bucks because of my play. It was because I wasn't a professional and I didn't know how to act like one. So when I see somebody letting an opportunity slip through their fingers who had a great opportunity like Baker Mayfield, I I don't have any sympathy for you. I, I don't because I didn't listen. You need to listen to somebody and not the people around you because they're not helping you. You're not, your wife will comfort you, but you got to have someone around you that's telling you, guy, you need to change. Same thing with Wentz. Same thing with Wentz. Someone's got to tell Carson, bro, third time, strike three. Third time is strike three. That's what I see with Baker, my friends. Matt Hatter, Seals, how many many teams do you think would love to have Jalen Hurts? Love? Let's take a timeout here. I I don't think I've taken a timeout. Okay? Xander, I don't think I've taken a timeout. Okay? I don't don't think I have, right? Am I correct? I haven't because I've just been going off here a little bit with you guys. That's a good question. How many teams, if Jalen Hurts were on the open market right now, would line up? No one's lining up for Baker Mayfield. I don't think it's because of Baker Mayfield's talent. I think it's because of the $18 million. But how many teams would line up? Guys, do me a favor. Don't Hey, I didn't tell you. Tim Brando's going to join us in hour number two from Fox Sports. We're going to talk about some of the elite quarterbacks and wide receivers in the NFL. Also, the um, NCAA tournament's going on. A little bit of that. He's calling some of the games. I love talking sports with Tim Brando. Hey, and here's something in. Tomorrow, Warren Moon. I know I promised you guys, and you guys have been breaking my stones over it. We got Warren Moon tomorrow, live from an unveiling in Las Los Angeles, too. They're doing a mural for um, Warren Moon in L.A. I got invited to it. I just can't make it, obviously. So Warren Moon's going to join us tomorrow. But hit the like button. That's a good point. What would Hertz's market value be if we put him on the market right now? We'll answer that question. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Hopefully, everyone's having a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll have Tim Brando in hour number two. The amount of money that's being thrown around college football coaches compared to the NFL is kind of shocking. Okay? It really is. It's shocking, the amount of money. Highest paid coach in football is not Bill Belichick. It's the guy in Alabama. And we'll talk a whole bunch of stuff with him. I love talking sports with Tim Brando. That'll be an hour number two. As I said to you a couple of minutes ago, Warren Moon will join us also tomorrow. Guys, please hit the like button. You guys have been sensational. Um, yeah, Matt, Matt Corral is having a pro day right now, Ole Miss. Some, you know, you, you, you're watching him and you're going like this. I don't know. Okay. He's at home. It's home field advantage. I'm supposed to take something out of this. I think he looks like just, I don't know, Tim Couch. Who else? Case Keenum. Matt Corral reminds me of Case Keenum. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. You want to draft that in the first round? Case Keenum? Not me, man. Case Keenum. Case Keenum, I don't know. All right, here, let's do this. Ty Detmer, sure, okay. 
dude, this guy throws punts. <laughs> and it's, I see a bunch of fair catches. Let's see here. Wow, that was great over the back shoulder. Man, way to go. I mean, that's – look at these throws, man. Wow, impressive. Impressive for a 5'10", dude. Pretty good. Yeah, okay. Here, sign him up. Put him over here, man. Be read up how he <laughs> oh, – Very accurate. Throw it to his buddy in shorts. Come on, man. I'll make Xander. Get Xander's ass out there. Get that arm all up. Hey, by the way, guys, you ready for this? The Krauses have done something finally that um, I can't ignore any longer. Okay? I can't ignore this. I tried to ignore this with the Krauses and with Jacob. You know what they're doing? Big Sills is being taken out of the Cilio Studios, Cilio's Man Cave. And you're going to get a chance to hang out and drink Coronas with Big Sills. By the way, cash bar, bitch. <laughs> okay. But I'll be at Ocean's Casino doing my show. Okay. And you guys, you, you guys could get and talk all the trash you want. And we'll hang out and we'll see, we'll see how this rolls. Okay. Cause big sills leaving, leaving, leaving Cilio studios. Okay. I'm going to tell you something here. I would not do this for anybody. You know, Xander and big Joe were like, yeah, man, you know, the, we had an event. Silly. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't get the email. Yeah. Yeah. The Xander and, Joe Krause were like, yeah, okay. Now they got me. <laughs> Xander goes, you're coming. <laughs> hey, hey, you're coming. So we, we're, I think we're going to get like really a whole crew there and it's going to be really dope. So you can join me and we'll have some fun. We always do. John says, I'm so pissed at Howie right now. I can't find words. No Tyreek Hill. John, you were never getting him. Your quarterback is not going to appear. And again, watch this. This is not really an indictment on what Jalen Hurts can be. But I'm going to show you something, John. <laughs> okay. Hold this here. Here, John. 31.15 divided by uh, 15. Okay. You think a wide receiver is going to come to a team that a quarterback is throwing the ball for 200 yards a game? A guy like that? Remember something. And, and, and do you know what are in the contracts? Tyree Kill gets a million dollar bonus if he gets 100 catches. Tyree Kill gets a million bucks if he goes over 1,200 yards. Tyree Kill gets a bonus if he gets 10 touchdowns. You think he's doing that in Philly? You couldn't even get Devontae Smith, the guy who was the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and a heck of a looking talent. 
You couldn't even get him the ball 70 times. You couldn't even get him 1,000 yards. Why would Tyreek Hill want that? What has to happen, and this is where we're going here. You know how you get Tyreek Hill? The numbers that you guys put down. Okay? Yeah, wait a minute, EC. They overpaid him. The Dolphins overpaid to get him. In draft choices and money. Two is irrelevant. Two is irrelevant. You, hey, Xander, do me a favor. Put up the deal cash-wise and the amount of picks that the Miami Dolphins gave up for Tyreek Hill. This is kind of a junior Deshaun Watson conversation. Okay? No, no, no. You're missing it, David. Howie Roseman is never going to pay the number one salary for wide receivers. That guy, Tyreek Hill, is not going to block in your offense. You don't have a passing offense. You are number one in the NFL in rushing, not passing. No what? No wide receivers going to Baltimore. No wide receivers going to Baltimore. Because you got to block in that offense. Tennessee, you got to block in that offense because the quarterback's not the central part of that team. It's Derrick Henry. You got wide receivers right now on the Philadelphia Eagles who can't block. How can you have and go after another? You think Tyree Hill's throwing Tyree Kill is throwing his helmet in front of a free safety for the running game? He wouldn't do it in Kansas City. And he had Patrick Mahomes. So how does Miami get this deal done? By the way, he picked Miami. Because of not Tua, he picked Miami because of the money. That's why he picked it. He took the big bag of money. The Eagles were never going to put four years, like $120 million, a one, two, three, and a four, and then a five and a six, whatever it was in the next year draft. They were never going to get loose of that. I I opened the show by telling you guys, that Howie has built this yellow brick road and how he sees the team should be built. I'm not sure I'm against it. He doesn't want to upset the path the team is on. Why do I have to go out when I could go into the draft and get a rookie on a rookie contract? Maybe I trade up to get a wide receiver. Maybe I get the kid from Arkansas. You put the kid from Arkansas on the other side of Devontae Smith, both on rookie deals, and my quarterback is on a $1.2 million deal, and I'm number one running the ball, and I got an emerging tight end. That's how he's seeing this now. Plus a diminished NFC. 
Okay? That's how he's seeing this. Is Dallas lesser of a team than they were last year? Yeah. You lost Cooper. You you lost Randy Gregory. That's going to... Remember something about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott does not get that multi-million dollar contract if it wasn't for the addition of Amari Cooper. He does not get that deal. Amari is gone now. Now we're going to have to see Dak Prescott not only elevate himself without Amari Cooper, now he's got to elevate CeeDee Lamb. Got to put CeeDee Lamb on a different post. Let's see it happen. With a diminishing running back that you're paying $20 million to. Okay. Improve the defense. Run the ball well, we're in it. Okay. Okay. Run the ball, stop the run, right? Isn't that correct? Run the ball, stop the run. Isn't that crazy? In the hundred and some odd years of the NFL, that dynamics never changed. If I can run it, I'm winning it. If I can stop the run, I'm winning it. Right? Yeah, oh no. I hey market for what I think Jalen Hurts is. That's a I didn't hit on it. You're right. I forgot to. So we're gonna do that now after the top of the hour here. I'm gonna tell you what I think. If you put Hertz on the open market, what his value would be. We're going to do that next. Do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. Tim Brando's going to join us from Fox Sports in hour number two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hour two, National Football Show. It's your boy Big Sales. Tim Brando will join us in this hour. So Golden Corral had his pro day today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was terrible, actually. I, th- I thought, I mean, it was, how about this? Unimpressive. You know, it's funny, when I watch Malik Willis, I'm, I'm actually starting to pick my chin up a little bit on the kid. Eh, I don't know. All the guys I've seen so far, Golden Corral ain't it. Kenny Pickett in his small hands. I bet a hot dog looks big in his hands. You know? <laughs> Kenny Pitt. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a worse quarterback class than this one here. And, and, and how about the refrigerator that plays at Nevada? What is his name, Palmer? Hoss, this is just a little advice for you. When I was 22 years old and I was going to be drafted – into the NFL, I don't know, but I'm not sure that devil dogs are part of a good diet. You might want to back off on the donuts, and you might want to back off on the jelly donuts especially. Holy cow, kid. This guy's got a fat roll on him. I was like, is that a neck roll or a fat roll? Holy cow, man. Kid, jelly donuts aren't very good nutrition when you're trying to make an NFL team. Hey, fat body. That's not what I'm looking at, man. I'm going to start calling him pudgy. <laughs> I'm like, dude, man, guy rolls back, man. I thought he was going to trip over his right foot too. When he planted kid, no jelly donuts. It's, it's, it, you know, no jelly donuts for a week. We got a couple weeks before the draft. No jelly donuts. Jeez, oh man. Right. What was that guy's name? That was draft. Who, who was that guy that the Raiders drafted number one? Who was that guy? What's his Russell? What was his name? What was that guy's name that got drafted number one by the Raiders, man, back in the day? And he used to like have NyQuil in like cough syrup and he used to put it with like a, a a purple drink. And he goes, gotta get my drink on. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. What a fat body that guy was, man. Holy cow, was he a turd? And 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 I'm watching this kid. He's dropping back, man. He gets back there. I'm like, is that his gut jiggling? Dude, you're trying to get picked up and you're on a date. You might want to, like, maybe back off, really, some pasta, you know? Maybe a little brand might help. 
Jesus criminy, man. Holy cow. Let's do this. He, uh, he was 300 pounds. Jamarcus Russell, I think when he got drafted, was 300 pounds. I was like, is, is he the tight end? No, that's the quarterback they got. Did he play at LSU? Was he the LSU quarterback? He was three. When he showed up, I was like, that can't be right. He's 300 pounds. I was like, wow, man. <sighs> oh, he, hey, William. That guy got, hey, that guy got paid. <clears throat> that, that guy got paid, man. <sighs> Big money. All right. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what Xander said. You put and I, and I, and and I'm not sure I completely agree, but there's something too you could you could see this. Let's play a game here. The Eagles wanted to put and find out what the market value was. Right now for Jalen Hurts, how many teams would line up, you think? And remember this. What is the number one thing that Jalen Hurts brings to a football team today? I'm going to ask two questions, too, kind of, here in a minute. What's the, what's his $1.2 million contract per year next to is significant. Would more teams be willing to trade for Jalen Hurts or for Baker Mayfield? More teams would trade for Jalen Hurts in a second. The money is the golden nugget here. The fact that he was competent enough to win games and significant enough that he won enough to go to the playoffs raises the value. Okay, I think you guys are one or two teams, really. If I was Atlanta, I'd love to have Jalen Hurts as my bridge quarterback. You think the league looks at Jalen Hurts as a, a bridge guy? He has to still prove it? Or do you think they look at him as that future of the Philadelphia Eagles? Seattle would take him to 007 because of his production and money. Eagles are in a weaker division, Jordan says. You're correct. Carl, you think Jalen Hurts could go into San Francisco and, and start? Over Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, never happened. Never happened. Okay? Never happened. Okay? Never happened. Let's do something else here. Say Jalen Hurts' contract was up. Guys won a... Winning season already? I'm going to sell it to you as his agent. This is what I would say. First year starting. And I'm going to show you. Watch this. I'm going to give you all the kudos here. Watch this. Hey, man. 
my guy had to go through all that bullshit of a year ago with Carson Wentz. Had to deal with you firing a coach he really admired in Doug Peterson. And what did he do? He takes your football team, he stabilizes the quarterback position, and he runs you through to a playoff spot. Has a winning record as a starting quarterback for you. Is a Pro Bowl alternate. And everyone in that locker room has forgot that whole entire dynamic that went on between Wentz and Foles. And that stuff has been erased. He gives you the ability to be able to have a $1.2 million contract. It's time to talk extension here. What are we doing here? Look at the value you're paying him. Baker Mayfield is making $18 million. My guy's making $1.2. It's time to come up to the table here and tell us if you really think that Jalen Hurts is the future. Let's get a contract going. At least let's restructure more money for the kid if you really believe in him. Why haven't the Eagles done that? Wait, smile. You can't improve the kid's salary? Last year, Jordan Malata got an extension. He still had years remaining. Your linebacker got a new deal. Dallas Goddard got a new deal. If everybody is telling me what Jalen Hurts is about and what he is and the organization loves him, how about paying him a couple more million dollars? Because if you paid him a couple more million dollars... Wouldn't that also raise the value of what the Eagles think of him? You're investing in your own guy. If maybe one day somebody came knocking on the door, are you really that sold on Jalen? Yeah, well, we're paying him $5 million a year now. You know, we kind of ripped up the current deal. He did a great job for us. I'm talking like Drew Rosenhaus here. He's on a rookie deal? Wait a minute. So was Brady. You know what the Patriots did after they won the first Super Bowl? They gave him more money. Oh, maniac. Eagles are cheap. Then how are you going to land Tyree Kill? How are you going to land Tyree Kill if the Eagles are cheap? How are you going to do this? Okay, here. Say Jalen's deal's up. How much do you think Jalen Hurts is worth on the open market if he had to restructure his contract and was waiting on a new deal? By the way, you know Lamar Jackson hasn't signed his contract extension yet in Baltimore? And if we're going to compare people to apples and oranges here, it's a, it's a comparison in style alone, not in production. What are you going to pay? What would you pay if his deal was up right now? Jalen Hurts. 11 million? Eleven million. He ain't taking eleven million. His agent ain't. Two for twenty. 20 mil a year. Chris, wait a minute. 
The franchise tag is 29.7. How many people think that Jalen Hurts is worth the franchise tag of 29.7? 20 million? In fact, we pay our guys, and next year they take injury vacations. Davy boy. Then he could play under a franchise tag. So you think he's a $30 million a year guy if he were to go on the open market today? Jalen Hurts is a $30 million quarterback. Not on my team. I'm not paying that much money for him. No way, man. You think if you put him on the open market that the Seattle Seahawks would pay him $30 million. The Atlanta Falcons would pay him $30 million. Okay? Winston's the better quarterback. Winston has thrown for 5,100 yards. I mean... Jameis Winston's arm compared to Jalen's, you you can't be you can't be serious. Okay. No way they would pay him five to ten million. Winston is better. Yeah, by a bunch. By a bunch. He won seven games that year because of the high turnover offense that Bruce Arians had him had him uh, running. And I'll even say this to you, Big Bird. How many wins did he have last year before he got hurt with a play caller who doesn't take that no-risk-it, no-biscuit? He was 5-2 and two and had a better quarterback rating than Brady before he got injured. I don't know. So in his last two years starting... He was seven and nine and he was five and two. Okay. You know? What is he? 12 and 12 and 9? 12 and 11? Okay. Steelers gave Trubisky 14 million for two years to give him Mitchell Trubisky to go in and compete for the starting job, seven million dollars a year to be the Steelers starting quarterback. And get this, and they put it out there that if Baker Mayfield gets released, they're going to jump right at him. Don't bring him in. Why wouldn't they? Mitchell Trubisky, $7 million? Whatever. I'll spread that out, defer it out. No problem. And Hertz has 27 turnovers in 24 games, says Daz. Daz, is that correct? Does he really? I can't. He hasn't played that many games so far, has he? Wow. He's been in the league seven years. Almost 30. Hertz is 23. So? 30? You got 10 years of Jameis Winston. Hey, man. Eastside Monster. That guy, Hunley, can play in Baltimore. Dude, I love him. What's it like, Snoop Hunley? 
Went to Utah. He's a South Florida kid. The guys down in South Florida love him, man. They go big sales. Keep an eye. I'm like, that guy can ball, man. I'm a fan of him. Eric, Eagles future quarterback will be drafted next year. How he will roll over some of the draft capital this year to next year. Okay, Eric. That sounds like it. Chris says Winston's trash. Let's take a look at that for a minute. So you think Jameis Winston's trash. Let's take a look at Jameis Winston just for a second and see if Jalen Hurts will ever match this. Um, Showing pictures that Jameis Winston, just to let's do it here live. Jameis Winston. Let's see if he'll ever, ever accomplish this. 4,192. 4,190. 4,400. 3,000. 5,109. 29 touchdowns, 22 touchdowns, 33 touchdowns. 380 completions. 345 completions. 312 completions. You think Jalen Hurts will ever touch those numbers? Not likely. Not likely. You think he's really going to be a quarterback that puts up those kind of numbers? 32 touchdowns, 5,100 yards passing, 64 completion percentage. There's quarterbacks in the league right now who are under huge contracts that won't do that. Trash? I don't think so. Again, I thought he was in a more turnover-style offense. I love Bruce Aarons. You know that. We're going to have him on the program. Brady changed Bruce's approach a bit. Became more dink and dunk, more high percentage. Okay. What's Jalen's win percentage? What's Jalen Hurts' win percentage? Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that. How many games has he won? Okay, we'll see here. Jalen Hurts. Let's take a look here. Okay, he's 9 and 10. Not bad. Two years, one year kind of in and out. Not, not, not bad. 8 and 7, not bad. Not franchise, but not bad. Not bad, right? <laughs> Xander just used the line of... Xander just used the line on me. Thanks for not robbing a bank, bro. <laughs> Let me take a time out. Tim Brando, our good friend from Fox Sports, is going to jump aboard with us. We really appreciate everybody. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dick Stills. We will talk to our friend Tim Brand, who is also calling NCAA games. The best tournament in American sports is the NCAA tournament. We'll talk to him about some of the guys that are going to be going into the NFL draft too. Somebody maybe that he thinks could be a star. Golden Corral had a very, well, unimpressive pro day today. Didn't really do anything for me. So I don't know. Golden Corral. Cases. That's my guy, Sills. All right. Yeah. I bet he is. <laughs> okay, I bet he is. Yeah, and he's now a bronze corral, according to Xander. He's gone from, like, top shelf. Hey, dude, this guy's a bronze medalist. <laughs> no gold or silver for this guy, man. Okay, no, 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 no. Guys, please hit the like button, man. Yeah, okay. Hey, by the way. LBJ versus Joel Embiid. You know what I think when I see this here tonight? It, it, it's, it's like the young hunting down the old goats. Who in the world is going to defend? Okay. Oh, LBJ's not playing. Of course he's not playing. He didn't want to get posterized by Joel Embiid. Oh, my God. He's not So LeBron James is not playing against the Sixers.
So you got one of the MVPs, John Morant and also Giannis, too. Those two guys are going to be battling LeBron for the scoring title. So LeBron decides to bail in his own barn because of beads in town. He don't want to get dunked on. You're damn right. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he don't want to get dunked on by Embiid. Man. Wait, LeBron is sitting out. He D-trained. He's sitting out. Man, it, what an absolute. I'm not going to say it, man, but what a wormy move. Holy cow. You get. Wouldn't you, if you're a Laker, you know why he'll never, ever be considered amongst the great Lakers? Because he's like a Rena dude. Okay? He'd never be in the line with Kobe, Shaquille, Jabbar, Elgin, Jerry West. You know he's going to be considered like Wilt. Wilt was a journeyman at the end, even though he won that championship. He and Will Chamberlain have a lot in common. Tremendous, could play all five positions. Wilt was spectacular of a scorer, too. But again, nobody ever really looked at him. Is Wilt more of a Golden State Warrior or is he a Sixer? I think he's a Sixer. To me, he's a Sixer. But then some people, you get debates. Oh, he played really. But LeBron will never be. You know what's funny? Look at the places LeBron has sacrificed. Get this. You know, I mentioned to you that there's going to be a mural put up of Warren Moon tomorrow in Los Angeles. Where do you think LeBron has respect? Miami? No, it's D. Wade's town. L.A.? Kobe's town. Cleveland? Probably. That's why when he did and slam dunked on Kevin Love and he said there's no place like home, it's the only place that he's revered in the same breath as Jim Brown. When, when LeBron James plays in Los Angeles and he does that, Kobe ain't missing that game. You think Kobe misses a game to get a chance to jam on Joel and beat him? By the way, Kobe's from Philly, Upper Marion. This You think Kobe's missing a game against the Sixers, a team his old man played on? This Pop Jelly Bean played on them teams back in the 80s? You think Kobe's missing that game? No way. The mama's going after that, baby. And by the way, Kobe put 60 up on 150 shots. Kobe wouldn't care how many shots it took. He ain't losing that game against Joel Embiid. He'll do it. Hey, have you, you know, one of the greatest things, I'll tell you what, I've got so much respect for Kobe. I forget the guy who did that to his face with the basketball. Kobe's just sitting there. He puts it right in his face and Kobe goes like this. He's just looking at that guy. Man, Kobe was an assassin. Man. I can promise you this, friends. Kobe Bryant didn't learn Mamba mentality in L.A. He, he learned it where he was raised. Matt Barnes, that's right, Chalk It Up Sports. Matt Barnes thought he was going to be a tool and, like, get Kobe to flinch. Kobe don't flinch on anything, man. It's one of the greatest and dopest YouTube things ever put out there. Is Kobe not flinching when Matt Barnes threw that ball in his face? And Kobe just looked at him, man, like a rock. <laughs> man, hey, it was awful for Matt Barnes. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. 
Oh, man. Kobe Bryant, man. The guy's a gangster. I just so love him. One of my favorites, man. Bryant will never be looked at in that same light. He's taking a game off against Joel Embiid tonight. All right. Let me get to somebody I totally respect and somebody that I love. And by the way, the NCAA tournament is easily one of my favoritest, favoritest events there is in American sports. And without a doubt, my friend, who is as versatile as it gets, he can call college football. He's been calling college basketball. Tim Brando, is there anything you can't do when it comes to broadcasting except set up your uh, camera? <laughs> except set up a camera. Yeah, that's the end. How are you, Dan? Oh, good, man. Hi. So, Tim, this, I mean, you never get a night off here. <laughs> I mean, you're always working. I mean, how many well, years I'm not now, now have you been doing two times doing the basketball and college football? Yeah, yeah. I'm happily on sabbatical now, unless otherwise informed by my friends in Los Angeles if they need to bring the old left-hander out of the bullpen for something in the spring and summer that I don't, at, the, at this point, anticipate. I'm, uh, I'm home. You know, the, the, old, the old man needs to recharge his battery uh, when he's carrying a pair of sixes. Uh, next to his uh, Wikipedia. So, but I'm always happy to help, you know, whenever they need me. It's uh, it's great to be back with you, Dan. It's been too long. Absolutely. Let me ask you what separates, before we get into some of the guys in college football, I just want to get just your perspective on some of the kids that are going to be going into the draft and not go knee deep into it, Tim, but maybe guys that you saw this past season that you were impressed with. I want to first, what makes the NCAA basketball tournament the mainstay that it is, and the first, see to me, Tim, the first two rounds, I love because it's uncommon opponents. You yeah. don't know refereeing. Then you get into the blue bloods when you get into the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight. But what what separates tournament from every other tournament in America? First and foremost, it's inclusionary. You know, you just basically answered my question for me. Unlike college football, that's exclusionary. The NCAA tournament is inclusionary. It it welcomes, you know, the Cincinnati's of the world in basketball when they are really looked down upon in a very condescending way in football. That's the first and foremost thing. Uh, the next thing is uh, because it's a two semester sport, because it lasts from November when no one's paying attention to December when almost no one's paying attention to January when conference play begins after the holidays and then into February when at least those on campus and within the conferences are paying attention. And hell, Dan, I don't think the national mainstream media, is, they don't care until Selection Sunday. I mean, they're really not keeping up. That's why you have all this angst, anger, and bitterness after the committee uh, chooses its teams and, and does the seeding process because the fans and, and a lot of the media, I'm really, I could say fans, but listen, the fans have to be informed by us, people in the media. And we're doing a piss poor job of it in uh, electronic media today versus when I started at ESPN and was hosting the NCAA tournament with John Saunders back in the, uh, in the mid eighties. Uh, college basketball was a big deal, a much bigger deal then uh, than it is now. So shame on us in a lot of ways, but fans don't know the criteria the committee is using. They don't because the media doesn't. OK, and when I say media, I mean, the, the people that are covering it, 
that haven't been covering it for months. You know, those that are, you know, the, 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 the core writers and the core broadcasters that cover the sport like I do, yeah, we know about it, and, and all of those guys do a great job. But when you try to answer someone on social media about, okay, why, why is it A&M didn't get in? And you try to explain why they didn't, even though you feel maybe they should have gotten in, they're like, well, the hell with you. I don't even know what you're talking about, okay, because they don't keep up. So, you know, there was a time when the last 10 games played was a priority. It was a part of the criteria. It's not anymore. So if you beat, as Notre Dame did, Kentucky back in early December, and Kentucky goes on this roll and the computers love them and have them seated second, you know, that's going to prop Notre Dame up. It's going to help them get in. Uh, and those kinds of things happen, which makes it difficult. But by and by, I think after the first two days after the selection process is over, uh, people settle in and they start looking at their brackets and let's have some fun. And, and then we see record-breaking ratings. The ratings are through the roof. They were for the Big East tournament on Fox that we had. I mean, big time. They were up over 60% because this is the year of the fan and fans are coming back post-COVID. And uh, it's really great to see. So all in all, you know, I feel really good about what I'm watching. Uh, when I was covering it for CBS all those years, I was so busy with the eight teams in one day and four games that I, I really couldn't watch everything that was going on elsewhere. So when people ask me, do I miss it? I go, mm, not really, because I'm having more fun watching it than I, I did calling it. And I had a lot of fun calling it when I did. You, you know, Tim, I wonder, because you make a great point here about the regular season. See, I've always said this about the conference tournaments. The conference tournaments, in my opinion, when you give these mandatory and automatic bids if you win it and you have a regular season, that almost really sometimes doesn't matter depending on if you're in a lesser conference. Mm -hmm. So to me, I look at it like this. Maybe it's this. They fall in the same line of the NBA regular season. Tim, sometimes I watch the NBA regular season. And I think some of these games are unwatchable because That's the players gone. are not engaged. Yeah. And it's just not. And though maybe the media has fallen into, they're looking for more narratives around the sport of college basketball. And maybe COVID really did a poor job with the media, yeah. the NCAA basketball tournament. I mean, they went on a hiatus. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me that they're having ratings. That's great because the fans are coming back. But yeah. like you said, I think the media probably really failed at keeping the narrative going on what truly and how great this this tournament really is. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think it's a the, the one and done thing is a is an excuse that's used by a lot of people. If you look at these teams this year, uh, Kentucky had one of its oldest teams. <laughs> you know, they got knocked out by St. Peter's. So Did they, they have their, five sophomore? <laughs> they had one of their oldest teams that they got knocked out. But uh, the the transfer portal. Uh, the extra year given of eligibility because of COVID uh, has a lot of teams that are really like your alma mater, Miami, their average age is 23. So when you watch them play, and by the way, uh, Larry Nega, how many more times is that guy going to reinvent himself? Dude, My God, we shot. thought they were done the last time the Miami program got put with sanctions. And you got, you remember what that was all about. Oh, yeah. It affected football a hell of a lot more than it did basketball it did. because Laranaga reinvented himself, but they had a great draw to get Auburn. Auburn's got a bunch of freshmen, great players. I mean, Jamari Smith is maybe going to be the first player taken in the NBA draft, but 
you know, Charlie Moore has, has played more basketball than most NBA point guards. He's been at Kansas, DePaul, and now at Miami. I mean, this is a six-year guy that's, you know, moving in on 24, and he knows how to handle the ball. Plus, everybody on the floor for Miami knew how to handle the ball, and Auburn's press was just carved apart by them. And, um, and I think they've got a great draw where they are. They, they in my mind, you know, they're, they're going to play a team in Iowa State that relies heavily on defense, doesn't have many uh, prolific scores. I love their draw. I, I see them getting to the Elite Eight without wow. question. And, uh, and we'll see if they can, you know, capture lightning in a bottle and, and potentially upset Kansas. I mean, the potential for that is there with uh, this Miami team. But the point here I'm trying to make is that the college game is completely different than the stereotype that people have applied to the game. Like, well, it's one and done. They're really not there long. And, oh, no, wait a minute. They're not really one and done as much now as they were before. And the transfer portal was something college basketball was much more prepared for than football was. And a lot of coaches used it. Larinaga especially used it to his uh, benefit. In fact, the last time Miami got to a Sweet 16 in 2013, you remember the Gonzalez kid was in the backcourt. They that was a team filled with transfers and an old team, and uh, this team is very similar in that regard. And and they could uh, surprise a lot of people in the next few days. Absolutely. So I I can't wait to see how this thing shakes out, Tim. One of the reasons also I got you on because you know you've covered the college game for such a long time. And we, we always look at certain guys and what happens when you get to the combines or this time of the year. Now people look at the combines and these pro days and you can reinvent yourself, even though maybe your tape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't dictate what they're seeing. And guys could be workout wonders, you know, all the years that you've covered and maybe this last season here, maybe is what I'm really circling here. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a couple guys that really stuck out at you that you went like this, this guy right here, because Tim, I tell you what, the eyeball test to me is more important sometimes than the evaluation test when you're looking at a piece of paper. Can yeah. a guy play? Like Aiden Hutchinson. I, I watched him against Georgia, and he mm-hmm. got destroyed in that game. Mm-hmm. Should I hold that against him? No, I don't think you should because, you know, you didn't have a lot of help that day. I mean, he really didn't. True. And without Aiden Hutchinson, they're not in the game because he brutalized Ohio State. I mean, brutalized Ohio State was the difference in the game. You think he's the first pick? He might be. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of it. Uh, you know, somebody's going to fall in love with a quarterback. It, to me, it's probably not going to be until the fifth or sixth pick. I, I don't see it happening with the teams that are picking early unless there's some sort of dynamite trade that I don't know about. The picket kid is the one that's best prepared to be an NFL quarterback. Now people might say, yeah, but he's more of a passer. He's got athletic skills, big time. He can, he can run when he needs to. He's there's a little Alex Smith in there. I I could see him, Tim landing in Seattle at nine because they made that trade with Denver. They obviously just uh, let loose of Russell Wilson. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to be a need. And, and, And Tim, one of the great things is that you get a rookie contract going, you can build the rest of your football team around a rookie contract. So I'm thinking Matt Corral, uh, the Willis kid. I love that kid. I was just about to say, I think he's the next guy taken. And, 
And that was even with the injury that happened in the bowl game, because I think he won over a lot of general managers and a lot of people in the NFL with his grit, with his, his uh, desire to lead. Uh, leadership acumen is, um, is something in today's player you don't always find initially. Now, this isn't to disparage, okay, millennials. I'm not, I'm not the old curmudgeon, get off my lawn. You know, <laughs> I just got my, I, I had my ARP card 20 years ago. I've got my social security card, but I'm not drawing on it yet uh, now. All right. But it, a lot of guys that are extremely talented, um, they shy away from being leaders because, verbal leaders, because they're afraid of how it might influence their teammates. They don't want, because of the social environment being the way it is in our country today, when you go into a locker room, uh, it's not the free-for-all it used to be, okay? Some of these guys came from far different backgrounds. Some of them walk on eggshells because they don't want to upset another guy who, who was raised differently in maybe another part of the country uh, and with different means maybe from their families. But when you see a guy like Corral that, absolutely has his entire team, offense, defense, specialty, everybody uh, following his lead. I mean, that really says a lot. And he's, he's small. Uh, and I think that might hurt him a little bit, but he's, he plays with such a large heart and um, physically I'm told he's fine, you know, from what happened. And uh, I think he may be a surprise pick early. I don't know. Maybe if, if no more than two or three quarterbacks go in the first round, as is what's being suggested, I, I think after Pickett, it's a free for all, and and Corral might be the guy. You know, you know, Tim, the upcoming college football season. You know, I, I think sometimes I tell people this about a guy like Saban. You know, respect it, love it, because when it's gone, you'll remember it. Yeah. This guy has done something here to this program, and by the way, last year. I never expected Alabama to be as good enough to get into the national championship game. Did, did, was I shocked? No, but I was being told that this was kind of a, a rebuild on the fly. Mm -hmm. I think this Bama team's going to be even better than what he had. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll be a lot better than what he had. You think it's Alabama versus everyone else? More so this year than last? Yeah. Absolutely, Yes. Uh, I do think that there are some teams in the in the conference that have already caught up. Uh, and when I say that, I mean in terms of uh, they have the athletes, but mentally, can they get over the hump? Okay. A &M. These, that mean, I mean, A&M beat them. A&M beat them, and it wasn't a fluke. LSU should have beat them. Auburn should have beat them. Okay, there are a lot of teams that had them on the ropes and couldn't finish it off, either because of injuries uh, lack of personnel or mentally, they just froze. You know, that last drive of, uh, in the iron bowl was just one of the epic drives in the history of college football. And, uh, Auburn had done everything from a defensive standpoint to win that game until that last drive. So uh, the sec teams within the league, uh, physically have caught up mentally. I'm not as certain that they've caught up. But other teams around the country, uh, I think without question, Cincinnati didn't, you know, Cincinnati didn't play poorly. No. They, they acquitted themselves well, I thought. But yeah. there was this thing about playing Alabama. 
Okay, if on the other side that had been Georgia or if on the other side uh, that had been Michigan, I think Cincinnati would have played with a little more swag. You know, they would have. Alabama, when you when you go up against Saban and you're not from the league, okay, I think it's affected Notre Dame, the times that they've played them. Uh, Michigan State and a few other teams from the Big Ten when they've played them. They are like, oh, my God, it's Saban. Oh, my, oh, my God. There's a fear factor that has come into play because of the dominance in championship games. But I think the dominance is more mental than it is physical, Dan, because, you know, with the scholarship limitations being where they are, and this is what makes the guy, in my opinion, greater than Bryant. Bryant had no scholarship limitations. He could recruit everybody. And once he, he did. got recruiting, he could call Bobby Bowden over at the small school down there uh, that used to be Howard called Sanford now and say, Bobby, I got a big couple of boys that are going to make it. If they want to play, they can come to you. I mean, that's what he did. You know, and that's how Bobby won some little college championships before he went to West Virginia. Uh, Saban's doing it with recruiting limitations, and he's still getting the best of the best every year. And But that doesn't mean that, that, that Georgia's caught up and maybe even surpassed them the last couple of years in recruiting. Um, so the league in, its, in and of itself is caught up, no doubt about it, in my mind. But around the rest of the country, there is still a, a fear associated with going up against uh, St. Nick. And, and it's really uh, something worth watching and being special, and especially now with Mike Krzyzewski being on the doorstep of the end in college basketball. I, I tell people, listen, I don't root for teams but I do root for people. Mike Krzyzewski is a special guy. He's one of the guys that, uh, that, that I developed a very good, strong relationship with. I know his family, his family knows my family. Um, we need to just, you know, savor every moment that that guy's on the bench doing what he does. And I think the same is true with Saban because we don't know how much longer we're going to have Nick around either. And I don't know that in, in, in generations to come, Dan, we'll ever see this again. Oh no! The well, game has changed so much to be this dominant for this long. I don't know that we'll ever see it again. Well, in terms just, of titles, just yeah. to pump your brakes there a little bit, Timothy. Um, Jimmy Johnson <laughs> said this to me: "Sills, would you like to have your shots with all those Miami teams against that Alabama team?" I went like this: "Oh yeah, I'd oh, like sure to tee it up against them dudes too." Yeah. And let let let's go find out. Let's go play sixty because. Our dynasty versus their dynasty, I think if you look at Canton and the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the last couple you, of years. You'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the, thing, that's the thing, Dan. In that era, even for Jimmy, uh, and you know this because you were part of it, I remember going to some of those practices before the opener against South Carolina with Miami. Remember we went that game in 86? Bratton and you got all the, all those guys are getting ready to go down to Columbia to play. Don't ever open a stadium with the Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were going in. I was doing sidelines and hosting. That was the year before we started College Game Day, and I remember interviewing Jimmy before the game. I came to practice there in uh, Carl Gables, and it hit me this this looked like shoeless practice in Key Biscayne, <laughs> not a college practice. You know it. They, you guys look like pros. You practice like pros. You expect it to be pros, and I and I think that that's the way Nick does yes. it. Yes. I mean, that's exactly the way he does it. And, and you don't get that rah rah. Hey, we're we're hopeful that we're going to have a 
great college season. No, it's it's business here. We're in the business of football, not 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 college football. We're in the business of football. And Absolutely. and I agree with you. Those those teams at Miami are the only teams comparable uh, physically and mentally uh, to the way the games. But but even even so, Dan, and I think you would agree with this. Uh, the game itself has been so toned down. Oh yes, so much of what Miami did, you'd never be able to do now. No, uh, Alabama still is able to be a bully, but a politically correct bully when played. Correct. It, it, right. it, hey, hey, Tim, we're not getting off airplanes nowadays with machine guns right. and hang grenades. <laughs> we're not, hey, Tim, we got a roll here, man. We're up yeah. against the post here, but dude, yeah. you're right. We're not we're not having hang grenades and eye black and uh, no. camouflage <laughs> pants getting off. That, that ain't working any longer, Tim. Not Listen, in today's I'll be back side. anytime. I'm 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 chasing grandbabies and golf balls between now and August. Okay, so you can have me anytime you like. I love you, man. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it, my friend. You bet, Tim Randall, Fox Sports. You guys are terrible. <laughs> yes, I saw it. <laughs> oh, and Maniac, shut your face. Should have Easy on as a guest. Easy knows I'm joking. You guys are serious. Good guest. Laughing my ass off. I didn't hear one good damn word from the enemy. Oh, my God. Philly brutal, Hugh. Yes, Hugh. Hey, Xander. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh gets a – he gets a merit badge. Hugh gets a – Philly brutal. No snowflakes. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> who who said? Who said? Wait a minute, Mania. Who said, hey Tim, I saw that? <laughs> which which one of you guys? Which one of you guys said that? Oh. <laughs> oh my later easy Daz, you're a jerk. <laughs> Still six minutes, and your eggplant parmesan will be on the table. I had it already. Nice of you to have easy. <laughs> oh, my God, almighty, man. I saw the camera go down. I went, no, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. He, Hey. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see what he says here. Okay, so what did you see that made you say? So what did? <laughs> uh, the camera. The cam Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, camera angle. Camera angle. Camera angle. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm just going to turn my phone over here. 
Easy money. <laughs> so let's get back to um, Eagle Talk. <laughs> let's get back to uh, what's up? Hey, Wick, how you doing? Easy. Sending. <laughs> uh, he likes Matt Corral, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, let's, what's up, man? I hope every. Hey. Okay, kids. Sydney. Oh, geez. It's only 55. <laughs> Hold on here. I would have fixed it. Just tell me. All good. All good. Love you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Tim goes, I thought I had a nude photo up or something. <laughs> All good. Love you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> oh. Xander, I blame you. Everything from now on. Remember this. Aim it at Xander. Fred, how you doing? <laughs> oh. Hold on, hold on for a minute, man. Can you do me? Can you give me a break? I'm doing it. I'm doing an interview, and you guys are horrible during the interview, too. Hold on. Will you please? Every one of you, man, are not good. You're no good today. Hey, Sills. Me and Timmy agree. Should the Eagles take Burks? Hey, man, I'd like that. The kid from um, the kid from Arkansas, man, he'd look good in that. Please, no more. Thank God. <laughs> hey, you know. Not even Ice Cube, no. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go back and watch that thing. I'm legit weak right now. Hang on. Hey. Go pass out. Hey, Fred. I blame you, Xander. Tim's a legend. Remember that. <laughs> Chris, shut the hell up. <laughs> Hugh, I don't need any of you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, Xander says something here. And you know what? This is the see. Xander says that the chat has been more entertaining today than me. You know, this, this this is what I this is what I deal with. You see, back in the old days, it would it would offend me, but see, I don't get offended like this anymore. Yeah, I don't. Couple Coronas, forget everything. Make sure you have your camera set when you come on with big sills. Shut up, Fred. Did Sills eat an edible? No, I did that one time. Almost, almost passed out for like three days. My wife gave me a cookie. 
one time. And dude, for three days, I thought I was going to die. I thought I, I, I seriously, I thought I was going to have, um, a, is there a quarterback in this year's draft that will be the face of a franchise and who will, who will, who will it be? Love your show, bro. Fran, I don't believe there's a guy in the draft. Okay. I really don't. I don't. Now look, who would have ever thought Brady would have been a face? Who would have ever thought that any of these other guys that we've seen would have been a face of a franchise? Tony Romo wasn't even drafted. Could somebody pop up? Okay. Could somebody pop up and it happened? Absolutely. All right. Seals repeat one sentence. Tim said, all right. Hey, everybody, don't forget tomorrow. I'll be back on the middle. I love it with Barrett. We have such a great time. Miss Brooks, thank you for stopping by and coming out here and supporting me. Thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate that. I shall see some of you and you, Miss Brooks, in the morning there with Barrett. Back tomorrow, Warren Moon. I know I owe you guys, and you guys always hold me accountable. So Warren Moon, before he has his unveiling tomorrow, will be with us at 5.30 Eastern time. And I'm hoping we have the audio fixed. Xander's like, the guy can't come on ever again if his audio's not working, silly That Hall of Famer, not happening. So do me a favor. Like the show. Please hit the like button. Watch it a little bit later. Four to six tomorrow. silly your aunt and I are proud. Thank you, Mrs. Brooks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God, do I love you. A gun-toting mom. My wife wants to be a gun-toter, too, just so you know, Mrs. Brooks. Thank you for the support from all of you, too. Catch you tomorrow with Barrett on the middle. Then four to six, we'll see you on the flip side. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.